Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Rusty Quill presents. Hey everyone, Alexi Talanda here, and before we dive into the next Behind the Ostium, I just wanted to take a moment to tell you about our Ostium Season 6 Indiegogo campaign. Thanks to the Ostium Patreon, we're able to pay Team Ostium for their work, whether it's voice acting, sound design, editing, or artwork. With our Indiegogo campaign, our goal is to pay our whole team fairly, and you can help make that happen in two ways. One, by supporting the campaign. There are a variety of rewards, from sticker packs to postcards to notebooks to signed copies of the Ostium book, and access to a brand new miniseries just for the campaign. And, two, by sharing the Indiegogo link with friends, family, and through your social media and telling everyone about this campaign and why you want it to succeed. You can find the link in the show notes to this episode or by going to Indiegogo.com and searching for Ostium Podcast. You can also find it on our social media pages. Okay, that's enough of me. Thanks for your help, and let's get on with the new Behind the Ostium. Uh, Okay, so let's move on then to the... Season one finale, uh, A Crack in the Edge of the World, part one. The title is all about the 1906 um, San Francisco earthquake. Um, it's a book by Simon Winchester, um, which I've enjoyed reading. And um, But because we have a big earthquake going on in Austin, I thought it would be a cool title to use. Um, I knew I wanted this to be a part one and then have the part two be the start of the second season so that it was going to end on a sort of cliffhanger again and then you'd get to get the resolution in the start of the next season so you have this big devastating earthquake that changes austin completely rips it apart and then you have them needing to then get to the next door and find a way to get to the bottom of the the rift that's created there and it requires them to have to find a new door which turns out to be under the bed that totally wasn't there two minutes ago so it's the start of them having to overcome challenges, but also Ostium starting to work with them a bit, a bit um, to kind of uh, work in sync in a way and show that they really are connected. Um, yeah, the part I, I liked the part where Monica confesses what she did with the soldiers sending them through right. an yeah, Ostium yeah. door. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, probably a door they could not get back through, we're assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, and since they were not chosen by Ostium to go through the door, I would assume the, um, the Banshee was (laughs) ready and waiting (laughs) to consume them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, and I, I wrote that I did like how the map table, um, is mirrored, um, the, the crack, uh, Mm -hmm. is mirrored in the, in the actual landscape of Ostium. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I was almost sort of a little bit like a yeah a, a voodoo doll or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and, and I'm trying to think of another word for that, but um, yeah. yeah, the the two are one is making the other change. And right. At yeah. this point, I'm not sure which was which. Right. Yeah. Well, again, it's showing that they are just as connected as just as part of each other, and and so you got to show um, how they affect each other too. I think again that was. Monica revealing, wanted to get stuff off her chest, reveal the secrets. Um, me, as I was writing it, wanting to know why one of the soldiers had just shown up dead 
in the previous episode and kind of find out what the story was behind that. Uh, but then realizing that that was Monica's story. The point two there is that she then has her own guilt over what she did to those men, even though they were after her trying to get her and what they'd done also to Steve and leaving him there. Um, she was angry at them, but also she now had guilt over that, just as Jake has this developing guilt over what is possibly happening as they go through doors and the people are gone. So they both have their own um, demons they're fighting, essentially. In some cases, literally, as their banshees. <laughs> Good analogy. So uh, the door that they they find in the... Under the in bed. The, um, the fissure. Yeah, the yeah. takes them to the fissure. Yeah. Um, and then the door takes them to Jake's office building where he worked. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, again, I wanted it to be something, because I knew it was the finale and a big build-up to this point. Um, I wanted things to be different with how they got to this new place that Austin was sending them to. So, that, again, you have these series of doors, and this is all a little different. Um, but then having it be something from... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Jake's past, but not just his past, more a you know, focal part of his life that he was you know, so familiar with, but would be quite different when he actually got there. And this, I wrote down um, the finding of the five copies. The, mm, the clones. Were, were they, were, yeah, were they really clones? Were they some kind of a temp, you know, we're dealing with time travel here. Were they different yeah. versions, you know, of him through time? Um, and and I wrote or were, they, down, or were they possibly even created by Ostium in some way too? That's that angle. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So, and I agree that um, my mind would, and I think this is where his mind began to unravel a little bit. Mm-hmm. Have you ever um, watched um, Venture Brothers? No. Okay. I've, I've heard of it, but I've never I've heard watched. Of it. The, the, there's two kids in it. I mean, and it's a spoiler for anyone who does it, who, who hasn't watched the show, but will would. If you don't want that, then skip this part. Um, but there's the two kids in it who get up to all the adventures of all the rest of the characters. Um, but in one episode, it turns out that they often end up dying and almost like, um, what's his name in, uh, South Park, Kenny. Oh, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's almost to that point. And then it turns out that what the lab where the dad works, there's this like giant cloning thing and there's just millions and millions of copies of them that just get, every time they die, a new one gets brought about out and stuff. Anyway, <laughs> I was just thinking of that with cloning. Um, I knew when I wrote this, it was very much a right as I was going along, discovering the scene. And that was the strong image I had in there of going to the office where there's clearly no people there. It's really quiet, but he's Jake specifically leading to his spot, knowing he's going to see something that's just going to blow his mind once he gets to his area, his cubicle area. And then that was a solid image I had was of these five clones um, all sitting at their desks. Uh, looking at these different news events of catastrophic things happening and it's you know stuff that's already happened in some previous episodes and what jake has been wondering is if it was actually true or not and that's when we have monica checking it on her phone in real time looking at the news and discovering that it is real so then it picks you know puts his 
Jake's worry and guilt up to a whole new level as he really starts to feel that he is causing this now and causing these people to die. And that's, as you said, when is when he starts to unravel. And if he was there alone, that probably would have been the end of it. He would have just become a puddle of goo and senseless insanity. But because Monica's there to kind of bring him back from the brink, they're able to keep going on, basically. The the real creep factor for me was when he noted that they were wearing suits and their hair was like his mother liked it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that was a chill. That was a chill. Um, It could be Ostium, since it knows a lot about his past, it's pulling that detail, you know, from his brain or something and putting that in there. Um, I'm also remembering how Monica actually touched them and how they felt kind of cold and clammy and like not real but real at the same time (laughs) right they i didn't i didn't imagine them being ever alive that they Mm -hmm. were just manufactured for that they were just just shells basically to sit there yeah exactly skin mannequins (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then i i just have notes about um the different uh disasters like you were talking about and Mm-hmm. Like the oil, the oil tanker was named the Mary Celeste, and right. you know, just some other nice tiebacks to to other episodes. Which is, yeah, that's partly, yeah, Ostium kind of because it's timey wimey stuff. It kind of folds in on itself, but also reality is like that too. They love doing stuff like that. I mean, in, in <laughs> twenty twenty two, the Titanic two is going to launch, and it's exactly. Just... <laughs> uh, no um... one knows what's going to happen. Um, and, and the the one news story is that uh, Catalina was found empty. Right. Uh, again, again uh, yeah. kind of driving home that, Jake, did you really do this? Did, was, right. Did it happen or did you it's cause a, it? It's a real place, a heavily populated place, a vacation spot, um, a popular vacation spot for uh, people who go in by boat. Also, they have a little airport right on the highest point of the island that uh, people can actually just fly in on a, a private planes for it. Some people actually just come over because I did a little tour around there and took a bus all the way up to the airport there. And apparently they have the, some of the best cookies known around. They're these huge, like plate sized cookies, really thick. And, and apparently they, they told us that some people just fly in just for the cookie. They don't even go to see the town. <laughs> oh, and the other tidbit I ever was, um, they have bison on the Island still because they were from the, Days when the old westerns were shot and filmed with bison in the background, and then once they were done with them, the bison were all sent over to live in Catalina, where they wouldn't be hunted. <laughs> I also have, when we have this big moment of Jake almost falling off the edge and Monica bringing back, it's again another kind of link in the chain of their relationship in some ways. It's them becoming even closer and I wanted a reason to have them... I wanted to come up with a reason for them to kiss at the end. And I knew with them becoming closer and bringing them to the point here, um, as they go back then and realized they've, they've kind of overcome this hurdle, this this small battle has been won for them, and now they can go back and continue with their quest. Just before they pass through the door one last time, back to Ostium, and they don't know what they're going to find, I wanted to kind of have a little strong moment between them that's when they kiss for the first time so it's just a kind of we got through this together and now we're closer for it but also the this is the start of the next level of relationship too which i kind of always saw in my head was these two coming together and this is the start of that 
Then there's also the the scene. Hmm? The scene worked well. Yeah, thank you. Um, there's also the little bit where Jake sees the photo on his cubicle too of them kissing, which is a kind of fun play again with time stuff and you know playing around with that and seeing what happens and and putting little tidbits in there that come from somewhere I'm not sure where, but it just makes it more fun. <laughs> And then uh, when they get back to Ostium, Jake makes the comment uh, to Monica, Ostium and I go way back. Um, so this was my, my first, I think, um, hint, possibly not intentional hint from you, that Jake maybe not remembers um, or hasn't forgotten, but knows more about Ostium than he thinks he knows or that he is possibly has, possibly has access to. Um, because it, it just seems like every so often he'll get a, a like a burst of new information about mm-hmm. Austin, like with the blackness and, and and with the having to put things on the map table, and and now he makes a comment, Austin and I go way back. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of sort of like I don't know if he he rem- he knows something, like he remembered something or got new information, or if it was just one of those feelings. Um, I think it's probably all of the above, as well as. One, it's a kind of a fun little joke, um, but also two, as he's becoming more comfortable and familiar with Ostium and more confident, he does feel he knows it better. He is learning it better. It is giving him this info that he wasn't able to do. And also, he's the kind of guy who does take risks, try things out, and so far they worked out pretty well for him. Um, so it's helping him gain further confidence. But I will say, you're bringing that up too, it's... Not necessarily something I thought of when I was writing that, but in the huge long run leading up to the end of Ostium and all this stuff, it actually does all fit in there, which I didn't quite realize, and you helped bring that out. I can't really talk about it because it's many <laughs> seasons away and possibly in the spinoff books and the spinoff sci-fi series I want to write and stuff, but it does all kind of make sense now. <laughs> okay. So uh, and the, the final note I had is that there was no blackness. Right. Um the, uh, yeah, that was... Was, uh, was it defeated? Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't defeated so much at this point because it does again show up in Season 2. Pretty sure, yeah. But uh, Jake's getting, again, getting more control over it. But I think part of it, too, was one, it was... This was a different place, kind of different style of place they'd been to from the previous ones. It was formed from this crack, from this, this kind of a new creation. So, again, the same rules didn't necessarily apply. There was no blackness to be taking a part in it. So that's why one, I wanted to do that. But also I think it was because it was something so tied to Jake that he was stronger for it and was keeping it at bay, I think too. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't allowed into that area there, that space that was part of him. And also I that think, makes a lot. Yeah. I think that also, makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And I think also, because I haven't totally worked, I've mostly got to the, in the as of season, end of season four now, going to season five. Um, I've mostly got it worked out what the blackness has come from, um, at least specifically. But also, I'm still kind of working out the the overarching details. But um, as it is, Ostium also playing a part in it. The clones are kind of serving as their own kind of attack at Jake and Monica in this episode as a, so that the blackness isn't necessarily needed, if you get what I mean. 
as a plot element, yeah, or or as a story element, as a story element kind of thing, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, it's a all of the above type of thing of that. Yeah, the 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 conflict in this episode. You you have the clones in its own storyline, and you don't necessarily need it like this. Okay. Um, and that's all we have. Yep. That is all I have for season one. All right. Any uh, last thoughts about all of season one together? <laughs> um, try not to blend in with season two. Yeah. Because um, I I, I, I want to say that I did have a theory. I, I think I had it formed at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, it was by the by the second episode of season two. Okay, well, we'll save that. I, for that. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I had a, I have a very firm theory. And it's, yeah. it's still possible. Yeah, but I wanted I definitely wanted with each season, even though it was an ongoing story telling with each season, I wanted each season to still be a kind of standalone, its own little ball of story and then you move on to the next ball of story but it's all part of the same game <laughs> yeah when uh, i will get to season two but when season two first came out i'm like what is going on <laughs> it's so so different but i'm like yeah but i like it mm-hmm. yeah 